Welcome everybody to the A Short Be More Rugby podcast. We have no need to... Um, well, you do need to introduce me because some people might not know. <laughs> well, the youngsters might not know. Dylan Hartley, one of England's greatest captains, uh, led England to the greatest well, undefeated run. Yeah, we had a good run. I tell kids like that this big that I won the Rugby World Cup and I kicked the winning goal. Yeah. I tell them that. And do they uh, believe you? No, of course no. they don't. No, we had... Um, what do I have? An okay career. Play for England, played for Northampton for a long time. Uh, pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. No worries. Thank you. What are we talking about? We're a short podcast right now. We've had a fantastic time here at the, the home of rugby, which last night wasn't quite the fortress that we hoped it would be. But we're here to have a run around. I'm looking a bit sweatier than you are because I'm clearly more unfit. Um, but we've got an opportunity to bring some of the youngsters here to run around on the rugby pitch and learn more about rugby. But at the podcast, we want to know more about how rugby's helped you outside of the pitch. What would you say is the value that you've learned in rugby that you use most of all in your daily life? Look, I think, you know, for a large part of my life was rugby. I, I, I kind of embarked on a professional career from about 17 years old to 17 to 33. I'm 37 now. So I had almost 20 years in and around the game. And I think for a large part of it, the, the one big takeaway for me was routine, habitual sort of, or good habits. And um, it, it took time to, to learn that, you know, I'm, I'm still learning now. But I think the one thing I take away from the game is it's taught me to manage my time, my energy, to, to front up and do the difficult things first, you know. Don't, don't, don't always take the easy option, these sorts of things. So for me, the, the biggest sort of takeaway from my career I mean, there's plenty of other things as well, but routine and, and good habits from being in a professional environment. And these are the things I try and implement daily now in, in, a, in a world where I've got, you know, a couple of kids. I, you know, I'm a father. I have multiple uh, husband. I've got multiple jobs. Um, so, um, I think just those good routines keep me in a good place. And that's from, from 20 years in the game. The, the other things as well, like, my career was pretty checkered. I had uh, plenty of setbacks, uh, some of them self kind of enforced in, in terms of disciplinaries, um, injuries. Uh, you know, I lost a grand final on this turf here, getting a red card. So losing games. And I think just the nature of rugby, you're always winning and losing. So week to week, you, you play a game, you prepare for something and you win or lose. And you get that feedback on why you didn't win or, or why you lost essentially. So it gives you those tools to... I suppose, process and identify where you need to improve as a person, as a team, physically, mentally, all these things. So over 20 years, just acknowledging that losses are a good thing. And for me, injuries were a good thing. Because um, the, the only other way to look at it is, is in a negative light. You, know, mm. you can be down the dumps, look at your injury as a big setback and you kind of spiral out of control. Whereas I saw it as a chance to improve myself physically, um, come back stronger, set, set new targets, new goals and work towards them. And the same thing with disciplinaries, you know, I had to buck my ideas up in, in certain areas of my life and, and in the game. And so I think for me, understanding that losses and setbacks are a good thing. So when you're in those moments, which are often difficult moments where you're losing 
it, it's hard, right? You're down the dumps and you want to feel sorry for yourself or you want to blame others, but you've got to square up, look yourself in the mirror, um, have an honest conversation with yourself and sometimes people around you. You know, we were talking about Earl Mitchell's mentoring club mm. today. Um, finding people that you can talk to that will give you that honest feedback. You know, Eddie Jones sat me down uh, at 31 years old and told me I was, I was too, I was carrying too much weight. Basically told me I was fat, you know, and I think that, that sort of direct honesty with me was what I needed. But he didn't just say that and send me away. He said, go do some top-up S&C with this guy, go see the nutritionist. Nutritionist came to see me once a fortnight just to check in on me. So I started educating myself. Uh, obviously, I had to do the work as well. But I think, I mean, there's so much here uh, in terms of what rugby's given me. It's given me stability in my life. It's given me direction. It's given me uh, camaraderie. It's taught me hard lessons in terms of difficult conversations with teammates mm. And, mm. and peers and coaches. Um, and just to finish off, I think, one of the other things I learned was you've always got to do the, the right thing, right? We always endeavor to do the right thing, and often the right thing is a difficult thing to do. It's like I always say to kids, like, you know, when the alarm goes off in the morning and it's raining outside, uh, you know, the easy thing to do is to hit snooze and go back to bed. The hard thing to do is to, to get up, put your shoes on, and go for a run. Yeah. Um, but often if you do that hard thing, it, it becomes easier over time, and you're doing the right thing. So... Often the, the hard path is is often the right path. So that, that's what I kind of, every day when I see these challenges, you know, do I take the easy option, which is often the wrong one, or do I take the, the hard option, which is the right choice? So, look, I've just talked to you for about 10 minutes there. I'm very aware. No this is supposed to be interactive, but there's so much the game's given me, and I have even got on to lifelong friends and memories and just physically working together as a team in, in search of a result, you know, you, you prepare Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday through to Friday to go out on Saturday to lose or to win. And when you win, it's so sweet. It's, it's mm. so, it's, it's beautiful. And when you lose, you, you all hurt and suffer together. So, look, I mean, I could go on and on, but the games, yeah, I, I wouldn't be where I am today without the lessons I learned in the game. Thank you. Sorry, did you want to? Would you mind autographing I'm notes? kind of doing a... Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's all right. I'll it. Don't worry about it. I'll clip it out. Yeah, come, come, come in, in, come in. Come in. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm all, it's old age. You, 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 just, you can be rude. It's like going down a supermarket. You get in the way of people. <laughs> He's admitting it now yeah, as well, yeah. yeah. There you go. No, don't worry. You can edit it. I didn't realise. Don't worry. It's all good. Yeah, but I'm not used to it. Yeah, no, I know. Um, sorry, Jim. This is so a shoestring, funny, shoestring thing. Oh, well. sorry. <laughs> oh, no, I'm really sorry. No, it's all right. Let me just pause Thank this you, a second. Sir. Cheers, yeah. boys. So, you captained England to 18 straight victories. As far as leadership goes, what does leadership mean to you? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's important to acknowledge that it was, it was a team effort, right? It's not like it's me there doing all the work. I was a very small cog in, in a big machine. And uh, I suppose to answer your question, leadership for me is or was being the example, doing the right thing whenever you're into a room, doing the right thing when you're into the training field, always doing, like I said before, that difficult thing. And it's hard to front up every day physically. Um, it's, it's a challenge, right? It's, it's, uh, as a captain as well, you're never hungry, you're never tired, you're never, you're never injured, you know, you're always good because you're always uh, 
giving off an energy or and people watching you, people are looking to you for how to act. So for me, it has always been a good influence, a, a positive influence and uh, essentially working extremely hard, putting in the, the appropriate sort of preparation personally and, and from a team point of view to, to make sure the team was ready to perform on a, on a Saturday. You got one, no, mate. Yes. Also, are you still best friends with Wayne Barnes? Uh, I've never been friends with Wayne Barnes. <laughs> I think he's a liar. Put that on your camera. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, well, mate. I met Christoph. I haven't met Wayne Barnes. Christoph is a very nice man. So is Wayne Barnes. He's a very wise and clever and handsome man. <laughs> got that on camera, didn't you? I have got that on camera. Thank you. Thanks, mate. I often um, hear on the internet these days people talking about finding something you love to do and do it. But I, I look at the reality of wanting to do something you love to do, but I feel that, that true leaders, um, people that become successful, they find what they love to do and they do everything they don't love doing, like the training, the pre-season, the, 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 the fizz, the, the nutrition. Do you feel that actually becoming you know, a, a great rugby player and, you know, and leading England that you found it easy or hard or... No, I mean, looking, looking back on it and, and hearing you say nice things is, is, is great, but the reality of being in it was torture. It mm. was a form, it was mentally draining because you're always on, you're always putting the team first, you're always thinking about your own performance and your own physical state, you're always trying to recover and, and then go train and perform well, then play and prepare, and then equally you're dealing with media and coaches and management and travel logistics. There's always other things to, to captaincy that no one sees and leadership that no one sees. And you're always thinking about the team and the results and the outcomes and all these weird, wonderful things pop into your head. And essentially, you're physically training a couple of times, three times a day. You're on mentally from six in the morning till midnight and all while trying to perform as an individual and, and make sure the team's ready. So the reality when I look back at it at the time was so fast and so intense when I was in it, it was like being in a hurricane. Mm. It was it was nonstop stuff being thrown at you from everywhere. And I look back at it now fondly because I know I've been in these environments. I've had, um, I've had these experiences now that I don't think I'll be challenged in any other I'll be challenged in life going forward. There'll be, there'll be some chaos or some difficult things coming my way, but I've got no doubt that the things I experienced in that leadership role with England have put me in good stead to deal with things going forward. And I think to anyone seeing, you know, their favourite, you know, the sporting icons or heroes lift trophies and stuff, that that is the one percent mm. at the top that mm. you see. That's like the iceberg below there. The foundations of how you get there is sometimes years of agony, years of losses, years of setbacks, injuries, going to, to cup finals and losing. Um, there's all these little things that go on. People have personal problems and all sorts. So I think we, we're privileged enough to see the event on Saturday. We see the 80 minutes out here and a trophy lift every now and then for whatever team you follow. But there's so much more that goes into it. There's a lot of, there's a lot of sacrifice and sweat and, and tears that go into it you know it's um it's not perfect training training's not pretty you know instagram all that sort of stuff youtube that's not real like the ugly stuff you don't want to see the ugly stuff but that's the reality of what gets you yeah. to, to that place and it's usually done behind closed doors when no one sees no i'm with you on that 
because it's easy, right? It's easy when you're out here at Twickenham and Eddie, uh, Steve Borthwick's down in the corner. I was going to say Eddie Jones because he was my coach. And you're going to go do some extras then, yeah. you know, in, in the eye line of the coach. But are you doing the extras when you're not with England, when you're back at your club and it's uh, New Year's Day or it's Boxing Day? Because, you know, we play rugby all through the winter. We don't yeah. have normal days off like everyone else. So, so are you doing the extras? Are you saying, are you making good nutritional choices? Uh, away from it's easy to do it when you're with the team but are you doing that at home you know so it's almost doing the right thing when no one's watching and I didn't always do the right thing you know and that's why my career was up and down but the one bit where personally and as a team we enjoyed some success I you know I lived at the I suppose the, the coalface of what I would call high performance it was intense it was uh, there was lack of oxygen. It was fast, but it, it taught me that if you're going to do anything worth mentioning or, or worthwhile in terms of winning consecutive games and winning tours and winning Six Nations and all these things in a row, it comes at a cost. It's very hard. Anything worth doing is very hard. We've been kicked off. You want the ball? Why? Ow! <laughs> I don't play rugby. This is not my. Yeah, but catching's not playing rugby. Catching is just catching. One more question, because I know um, you've got to get off. Um, we've got some academy lads from Wimborne here. Yeah. Um, I'm part of the academy where we're about developing lads, because sadly we haven't got a girls' development, uh, girls' academy yet. Hopefully the girls' side at Wimborne is going to increase the same as girls' rugby, women's rugby is, is on the up. What would your advice be to anybody starting out in rugby at whatever age grade? I think uh, you, the incentives uh, to, to play rugby, are, for me, are clear anyway, because you're joining a group of people. Uh, I think camaraderie and working together, like training training in the rain and training in the mud and that little bit of adversity when you've got to go out and get amongst the weather, but you've got other people to do it with. Yeah, That builds resilience in you as a person. You don't know it. Getting a dead leg, getting winded, and the whole old adage of, you know, you get hit down, you get get back up and, and crack on. I think that's a great lesson in life. And you learn that here in rugby. Equally, you're going to lose a game at the weekend. How do you re react to that? Do you just not turn up to train the next week? Do you give up on rugby or do you come back? Do you try and re resolve it as a team and put it into practice at the weekend and go win together? Because that's, that's where when you're doing something as a group, it's so much sweeter. Mm. And that's why I love team sport. And rugby for me... You chuck in the, the weather, you chuck in the physical sort of the, the attrition that comes to the game. Um, you get to use your body. Mm. You get to run, you get to tackle, you get to be physical. You get to 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 measure yourself as a, as a bloke, you know. I think it's, a, a, for me, it's an all-encompassing sport. And for me, the the lessons ultimately that it, that it can give you and that's why I think young young people have got to stay in rugby as well. Because there's, there's a, a period where people drop off and they're teenagers, right, where, where numbers drop. And this is why the Irwin Mitchell Mentoring Club is really good. We're trying to keep young people in the game. Because you look, um, you know, boyfriends and girlfriends come into the, the scene, university comes in, uh, things like A-levels. There's other distractions in people's mm -hmm. lives. And this is where we're dropping numbers. And you chuck in um, phones, iPads, YouTube, PlayStation, people, all that sort of stuff. I think we lose people and they go off and they become isolated. Whereas rugby kind of brings us all together. 
and I think it strengthens you as a person um, being having those social connections. So, yeah, uh, for me, rugby is perfect. Ticks so many boxes. Thank you. Cool. Be more yeah. rugby. Thank you. Be more rugby. I love your jumper, by the Thank way. Thank you. Everybody, till it's next not time. Not mine. I'm borrowing it. <laughs> Cheers.